When was the last time anybody had access behind closed doors to a couple sharing real stories? Never. Mm-hmm. So I started doing this and because of the trust of my audience, they opened up and they tell me their numbers. They tell me the real challenges and we talk about it. And sometimes I give them tough love. Sometimes I show them you are already winning and you don't even know it. You're beating mm-hmm. yourselves up so badly. And this is the podcast, I Will Teach You To Be Rich. Oh my God. Mm. Yeah, that like how terrifying the real numbers can be to say out loud. I think, you know, we've talked about this on our podcast with you previously, but like just kind of the either not looking at our finances or not allowing other people to look at them because there's so much shame and there's so much guilt, et cetera. So I guess, where do you start? Like, for example, with something like, so much debt. I feel like with something that feels so overwhelming, I think we just get paralyzed and Mm -hmm. we ignore it because we don't know where to start. Like how does it start with mindset or does it start with like the more tactical? No, it starts with a very vivid example from the last 30 days. So if Mm -hmm. I had asked that couple, what are your problems with money? They would just spin and, you know, within seven minutes, they'd be talking about, how he cuts onions. I hate it. He never sharpens the knife. We don't need that. Mm -hmm. So I start off by saying, tell me a time in the last 30 days where you were not on the same page financially. Yep. And when I, when I asked them that question, each of them viscerally knows they have an example. And so we talk about it. They're like, I'm glad you asked. Oh yeah. (laughs) They want to talk about it. They want to talk about it. And so we get into the example and it could be, you know, uh, I feel like we're always getting one step forward, two steps back, whatever. And I, I probe them. I say, tell me a little bit more about that. Why does it frustrate you? And you can hear it. Most people have never been asked questions like this. Yes. Never. They've never been listened to. It's the same pattern of, no, I don't want you to do that. And they just get into that same yes. old you know, paralysis. I read this book and they call it, she calls it the, she's a relationship expert. She calls it the demon dialogues. Love it. And it's when you get that trigger where it's mm-hmm. like, and then all of a sudden you're clicked in and you fucking are off to the races yes. and you don't yeah. even know what you're talking about. Exactly. And so here you have a third party who's genuinely curious. I'm asking like, tell me about that. Why does that frustrate you so much? What does it feel like? And sometimes flipping it, what would it feel like if it was easy? And they're almost shaken out of this stupor and they go, well, we would be on the same page. We'd be rowing in the same direction. It would feel fun. It would feel like Mm. a partnership. So that's the first part is just getting into an example. I don't need their whole life history. I just need two or three pieces of information to pull on the threads. The next thing I do, and I want everyone listening to try to go along this journey with me. I ask them, what is your rich life? Actually, if you both would love to participate, let's do this together right now. What do you say? Yeah, yeah, would love to. All right. So, what is your rich life? My rich life is being able to go on vacations with no limit <laughs> to what I spend. I think you inspired me with this no limit to health and wellness spending. Yep. Being able to live in a home that I feel comfortable in, that I could house guests in, that feels really nourishing, feels really open, feels expansive. There's art everywhere. And then feeling like there's freedom in what I do so that I can lead and follow any intuitive hits and my business is supporting that. So my business is running enough so that any intuitive hits creatively, I can 
pursue those knowing I'm supported. Wow. Mm. Okay. We're in this business. Yeah, I can tell. Okay, so you, you, I love the texture of what you just talked about. It wasn't just, I want to be healthy and I want to live in a nice place. Very specific. I think a lot of people are never given the permission to dream. And I think what's special about our space and what's really important about what you're talking about is that there's actually a lot of psychology and science around visualization and around having these specific examples and having the specific feelings, like even the work of Joe Dispenza, who's a doctor that talks a lot about like getting in the feeling, having your body be in the feeling of the experience. So what is the feeling of living with ease? People don't even tap into that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you're really opening up a different world for people by even asking questions like, what would it feel like to be easy? Or how can you visualize this future? And I think that's really, really, really important. Yeah, I agree. And um, with money, it's scary yeah. because people don't want to dream because they feel like if they put yeah. the dream out there and they don't achieve it, they have failed. Yes. But to me, I would rather put a big dream out there. Let's call it a dream level 100 and in reality reach dream level 75 than to have zero dreams yeah. and achieve level zero. Yeah. I'm okay only getting 80% of the way there because yeah. my dreams are really big. Yes. And I... I wish that for everyone. So if I were speaking to a typical person who wasn't as savvy as you, I would pull on those threads. Yeah. I would say, okay, you want to travel. Where do you want to go? Yes. And then they would say, oh, I want to go to Bali. Okay, what airline seat are you sitting on? Mm-hmm. Who are you taking with you? What are you eating for lunch? And I remember speaking to a couple. This is one of the episodes on my podcast. And there's a husband and wife. They live here in Southern California. And they each make about $150,000. Their finances are doing very well. They spend less than 11% on their mortgage. And he told me, he said, I'm the man of the house, so I have to pay for everything. I'm down. Okay. (laughs) 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 This is not supposed to be a how-to guide, okay? (laughs) Literally. I'm glad you brought this up. So, so, but guess what? At the end of every month, he's in the red because he can't afford it. uh So, so his wife goes, I don't want him to pay for everything. I think we should proportionally split it. So I started digging and pulling on those threads. And it turns out that ever since he was a kid, his immigrant parents were very bad with money. He had to field these collection agencies mm. and, and sort of deal with his dad's spending problem. I said, how old were you when you did this? He tells me elementary school. So since he was five, six years old, he's been seeing money as a problem wow. to be solved, not as a source of joy or opportunity or growth or ordering room service in a hotel. No, it's just a problem. And so she wanted to go on vacation. And he doesn't want her to plan the vacation. Why? Because she is going to pick an expensive hotel and they're going to have to order room service and pay for parking or whatever. And I said, and then what? So I used the so then what technique. Okay, so then what? Well, it's going to be really expensive. So then what? Well, we're not going to be able to afford it. Now I happen to know all their finances. That's the great joy in these Mm -hmm. conversations. I go, you're rich mm-hmm. and you're still acting like you're poor. Mm-hmm. When are you going to be able to actually embrace the hard work and money that you've created? And you know, his answer as almost everyone who has anxiety around money is someday. 
Mm-hmm. When yes. I have a million, when I have two million, when I have this debt paid off, blah, 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 blah. But your feelings about money are very, very uncorrelated with the amount of money in your bank account. And that is something most people do not ever grapple with. Whether they're in $300,000 of debt, they tell themselves, I'll feel better once I pay it all off. No, you won't. Mm -hmm. Yesterday, Mm -hmm. I spoke to a woman. She has 18 months of payments left on her student loan from an Ivy League college. She feels anxious, guilty, shameful about money. I said, how do you think you're going to feel in month 19? And you could tell she's never thought about this. Mm. She goes, I hope better, question mark. And I point blank told her, you're not going to feel better about Mm -hmm. your money. The way you're currently going you will always feel anxious. Mm-hmm. Right now, you're telling yourself, I got to pay off my debt. Then it's going to be, I got to get $5,000 in savings. Then mm-hmm. it's going to be, I got to buy a house. And you blink your eyes and you're 65. You're still anxious about money. You never found joy. You never allowed yourself to order an appetizer at a restaurant. And I think it's a tragedy to live a smaller life than you have to. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.